One, welcome to the second estate. Um, I told you I wasn't going to mention anything about what I don't want to mention, so I'm not going to mention it. Uh, we are back from a break this week. So welcome back to all of our loyal listeners and perhaps some new listeners too. As usual, we're going to be go- going over a couple of culturally relevant stories from this week and then take a deep dive into one in particular. Like always, we are your hosts. I'm Sarah Bayer. I'm Hannah Seymour, and in today's episode, we'll be discussing the backlash to the D'Amelio's first episode of Dinner with the D'Amelio's, celebrities getting increasingly mad about the Grammys, and wrapping up with a delightful review of Vanessa Hudgens' latest flick, The Princess Switch, Switched Again. (laughs) Um, I'm very excited about these stories. Me too. Yeah. Particularly The Princess Switch, Switched Switched Again. Switched Again, yeah. There's something about the name that just... You know what I mean? It's no, just I, they perfect. got it. They got it right in terms yeah. of like not trying anything tricky with it. Like they got it right. It's like Alvin and the Chipmunks, the Squeakle. Like perfect. That's great. It, I get it. Like makes sense it's, contextually as well. It's cool. Like, no, the Squeakle. That's that's art. That is art. Actually, that's a masterpiece. You don't even. That's a masterpiece. You don't even have to watch the Squeakle. You can just appreciate the name, the Squeakle. The Squeakle, and yeah. it must be like, I feel like yes, written down, it has an effect. It has an effect, like as as like a text, but it has much more of an impact as spoken word, right? I don't know why. That's so funny. The squeakle. It's who was someone in a boardroom and they sat there and they just went, I've got it. The squeakle. squeakle. You know what I mean? Like someone coined it and they all went, yes, you know. I reckon it was like a writer's assistant, like the screenwriter, if there is a screenwriter for Alvin and the Chipmunks. (laughs) It's actually written by AI. Yeah, Um, I wouldn't be surprised. (laughs) Like they were like the assistant was just had to come up with like 40 different, (laughs) a list of like 100 names and the squeakle got chosen. (laughs) Or someone came up with it as a joke and they were like, no, we can't do that. But then yeah. they actually couldn't come up with a better name. So yeah. like, fuck it, we'll just call it the squeakle. The squeakle. It's good. Um, um, in other news, we have merch, yes. which you might be able to see. Yeah. We're both modelling. I've got the hat on um, yeah. and Hannah's the got hat the t-shirt. The hat looks good on you. Thank I you. I like the hat. Um, um, yeah, I, when... It's good because i got really dirty hair. So it's perfect. Uh, come in, come in. There you go, use. people. The cap is perfect for your no-wash hair days. Yeah. Um, even though we're not selling them, I don't know why I'm trying to sell I them I know. Right now. We're like, the cap comes in pink. And <laughs> <it's> like... <laughs> I'm like, we have three. So it's like, they're not yeah, going anywhere. Yeah, we have anywhere. three hats. So yeah. that's it. It's um... not like we have a line of merch. We just, well, Sarah specifically got these made for my birthday, which was extremely cute, obviously. Um... <laughs> But yeah, no, you can't buy this anywhere. So sorry. No, you um, can. The, we'll do a giveaway for the hats. Yes. Are we announcing? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, well, we are now. <laughs> we are now. It's happening. We do have a planned Christmas giveaway for the hats, which we'll talk about soon. Yeah. Um, it's going to be an extremely convoluted. Wait. Yeah, it's an extremely convoluted entry process. Like you'll have to like jump over many hurdles mm. in order to get there because obviously police it's an checks, incredible police checks. Um, we only want people with, children with criminal check. backgrounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be extremely hard to get in because obviously, like, this is a prized 
Oh, it's a huge. Prize prize, an incredible prize. But in fairness, um, if we somehow, if we're the next, the next Joe Rogan podcast, if, right? You mean when? Because sorry. Yeah. yeah, when yeah. when we become. Joe Rogan level, there mm. will only be three versions of this specific hat in circulation other than the ones we have. So that could be like true. a collector's item, no? Oh, my God, no, that's true. So it actually if is a big think, deal. Mm, this is like investing in a small business on the stock market. Like Apple. You're, it's like investing in Apple when Steve Jobs was still in his garage. This is it, what yes. got entering this giveaway for this cap is that level of investment. When Hannah's still in the closet. Not like <laughs> figure, not not in the terms of sexuality, but she's currently Both records figuratively and, and literally. literally. She she records the podcast in her yes. uh, wardrobe. As in my defence, it's got incredible sound quality. As anyone listening to this podcast will know, um, and also in the words of one of my favourite Demi Lovato fans, uh, she's on top of the world, and you're quite literally in your closet. Um, so, what? do you remember that comment? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Demi Lovato is on top of the world and you're in your closet, bitch. Like, that's the best insult anyone oh, could have um, directed at me. Yeah. So, yeah. Not wrong. Um, when, yeah. Oh, I will, a quick shout out to, because um, this leads into if we want to discuss our weekends. Um, oh. A quick shout out to um, our friend Jess, who helped oh. me with this. Yes. Um, with the merch and uh i don't believe she's been shouted out before but was uh did fracture her arm trying to do a skateboarding stunt in uh, and i had to pick her up from sandringham hospital emergency this morning and it was a work christmas party yes at the work christmas party has fractured her arm uh so shout out to her i feel like that deserves a shout out Uh, yeah we hope you're Um, okay yeah i was very worried about you when sarah was texting me about it so um It really is quite funny. It is. I mean, I'm just, it is funny now. But when you were texting me about it, I was like, <laughs> no, oh, it the was, poor thing was alone was in Sandringham Hospital. Like, emergency. It's true. At, at least she still, I mean, like, it, maybe it would have been all right if she'd had a second estate cap. Yeah. No, true. That could somehow shield your elbow from. Exactly. The nurse yeah. would be like, oh my God, is that a second estate hat? We're going to rush <laughs> Whoa, you straight through. And this- thing shielded your elbow from yeah. breaking it's incredible if it wasn't for this hat you would have yeah. lost your arm and yet so- another reason to enter our giveaway that we haven't done yeah. yet um should we start i guess so okay cool okay um actually i should do one more shout out shout out to mariah for organizing oh, yeah. my i feel like this definitely deserves a shout no, out. no 100 yeah yeah sorry mariah organized um a surprise birthday party or a surprise picnic kind of thing for mm. my birthday on Friday um which I definitely didn't deserve and because it's like my 24th so that it was, was like also the- about the sixth birthday celebration everyone had to attend for Hannah. yes um. <laughs> I just no so it was incredibly nice and just like the cutest thing ever so I love you Mariah thank you for um doing that that was really, really nice just a shout out there just which it's actually the whole hour is just us shouting out people that we're grateful <laughs> for um yeah. so Thanksgiving app um, oh, that's great. Yeah. Okay. okay. Let's start. Go. So um, our first story is actually kind of convoluted. So I'm going to do my best to explain this both succinctly <laughs> but also in detail. So the D'Amelio family recently uploaded a video to YouTube of them having dinner together cooked by a private chef who they're friends with apparently. 
Um, and this is going to become a series of videos they'll be uploading, Dinner with the D'Amelios, um, with a special guest in each episode. This particular episode had James Charles. Um, if you don't know, also, just side note, when James Charles walked in, they all seemed extremely disappointed that it was him. Uh, but if you don't know who the D'Amelios are, they are famous because uh, the two daughters, Charlie and Dixie, are very popular TikTok stars, with Charlie now being the most popular creator on the app, having just reached the milestone of 100 million followers. Um, so during said dinner, the teenage girls, Dixie being 19, Charlie being 16, made several comments or behaved in a particular way that for some reason got people really upset. So the two particular incidences that upset people was Dixie um, being disgusted by and vomiting up snails that the chef had cooked and served her um and then people were also mad at charlie for talking about wanting to get 100 million followers a year after hitting 1 million and being ungrateful for 95 million um and then beyond this they were apparently they were also just rude in general to their parents so yeah it was just the attitude hmm. um trisha paytas also then reacted to this by criticizing the girls um, and then Dixie recorded herself dancing to a song from 10 years ago of Trisha rapping the N-word, and then Dixie deleted it. So obviously there's a lot to unpack here. Oh, my God. But I'll start by asking you, Sarah, um, so what was the first part of this story that you heard about? Like, what was the first – do you remember the first touch point that you had with this long Well, okay, story? the first thing was I was – because I was had looked at Charlie's followers probably, like, a couple of hours okay. before you this were following happened. this. Yeah. And I was like, she's about to hit 100 million. Like, she's going to do it. Our girl's getting there. Like, yeah. I love Charlie. I just think she's such a sweet, um, gentle person. I won't stand mm -hmm. for bad words against um, <laughs> Charlie D'Amelio. Um, but, no, I Charlie just... Stan, like... I yeah. legit, though. Mm -hmm. But I do just think she seems just genuinely quite nice and down to earth. Mm -hmm. But, um, uh, so I was watching that. And then I was like, wait, what the fuck is going on? Because she didn't get there. And then uh, a few of our friends, like, texting about it. And then I saw all the, like, random TikToks of people posting, like, their reactions. So the first thing mm -hmm. I heard was, like, just, like, people taking clips from the YouTube video and being like, oh, my God, these girls are so ungrateful. A private chef makes this for you and you embarrass them by spitting out their food, rah, 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 like, this big thing. <laughs> and, like, every whatever fucking weird angle people went for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the Charlie... Um, thing of being like oh I thought it would like in this little mousy voice like she wasn't like she's like well, I just thought it would be cool if like I hit 100 million on you know when I hit 1 million directly a year after like that would be cool like and then James yeah. gave a shit he was like what 95 million wasn't enough and she was like oh haha -ha. like you know like she wasn't being uh, just anyway that was yeah that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the first thing I saw was um, Dixie's explanation video. So Dixie oh, came really? up on my For You page. Oh my it was God. Dixie's explanation video. And I was like, what is this about? Like, just shut Dixie up. Yeah, Dixie okay, up. We'll get, we will yeah. get to that. But yeah. it's her explaining why the whole thing about the snails happened because apparently they were, like, playing a trick on her and they're friends with the chef and blah, blah, mm. blah, blah. Um, and then I was like, okay, I've got to watch this this di di dinner with D the D'Amelios. Mm. Uh and my initial, th I just like watched it kind of barely paying attention. And I just like didn't, I don't know. I was just like, wait, I don't understand what the problem is. Like I was yeah. a bit like, okay, Dixie seems like a bit of a dick. Just like being I, all like, yeah. you I know, just, and like. Are they, I just think they're just not that funny. No, <laughs> like, I just. they were trying just, to be and it just didn't work. No, like I just don't, th like, yeah, originally I was like, God, people need to like get the fuck over this. Because one of the, the initial reactions was, 
um, people are starving because of COVID and you're complaining about perfectly good snails, Dixie. And I'm like, I don't understand why you would draw that parallel because I'm pretty sure the people <laughs> struggling to get food because of COVID probably wouldn't consider escargot a particularly yeah. filling dish. Um, yeah, like or I don't like think... a legitimate like think um, meal that they would no, be like. Seeking. If I came up to like a poor person that couldn't put food on the table yeah. and went, "Here's some snails, be grateful," they'd like, be like, I'd be like "Fuck bitch. off!" Yeah. Is this a joke? <laughs> like... <laughs> Like, I think the whole thing was meant to be like, whoa, Dixie's like vomiting, but yeah. the camera has to follow her out to the pool. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh... Like, it was meant to be a gag. I think it just wasn't that funny. <laughs> it just wasn't. And it did kind of come across as her being a bit like, because, you know, the, the yeah. snippet of the video that went viral or whatever, like went around TikTok was mm. Dixie kind of like looking at someone behind the camera and being like, what is this? And then her like trying it and the chef being like, it'll give you good fortune and then her eating it and going and then walking mm. out and vomiting. So that was like the bit. So you didn't see anything else really. Mm. Uh, so I guess her explanation was that it was taken very out of context. Yeah. Um, but yeah, should we talk about the Trisha Paytas side of it as well? Well, I just like, I just want to say like with the hate that like before Trisha got involved, um, the the hate like <laughs> campaign against Charlie and Dixie like mm-hmm. it was just like just fueled within TikTok regardless of any other influences piling on. It yeah. was just so beyond stupid. Like I couldn't believe it. Those poor girls. Like what a ridiculous thing to have happened. It shows that like TikTok is some sort of mini world we've built inside our, inside our own world where time moves at 10 times the speed. Yeah. So you get cancelled and you lose a million followers in less than a day for not eating a snail. And then the next day, everyone realises what they did was so fucked and then you gain 2 million followers. Like, yeah. we, we built the Truman Show inside that's our phones. Tr- yeah, that's so you true. Know what I mean? Like, it's literally a different world where time time and space is altered <laughs> it's, it's bizarre it's literal vr vr virtual reality yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. no that's like an incredibly a, good point like <laughs> it's like a video game where things actually like literally move it's like playing the sims where time is so quick on the sims <laughs> like that's what it feels like it's put in like fast forward it's yeah put in, like two not Fully fast forward where you lose track of what they're doing. You start yeah. panicking to sell, like, run away. Yeah, not three times. Not three times. Not three two times where it's, like, yeah. it's just fast enough that you're not bored out of your mind waiting for them yeah. to finish their meal. But it's quick enough that you can... But it's true. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's like no, how that you're is such an earn, like, it's like mother load, bang, like $50,000 50, $50, in a day, 50,000 views in a day, on t- whatever it is. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I guess the other thing is with it as well, like, the significance of, like, a number of views mm. is so much less than any other platform because right. it's everything is so fleeting. Like you can get a million right. views on something and never be seen, seen or heard from again. Yeah. Um, but that's a great point. Like what I find really interesting about this is like, you know, I mean, there's several things interesting about it, but people getting angry about things like this seems like the perfect example of like, mm. It's just nothing actually bad was done. You know what I mean? Like nothing actually bad was done. Like, yes, they were being like little bratty teenagers, Mm. but like they were being bratty teenagers. It's like, oh, do we, were we expecting something more? Like I'd recorded my conversations with my parents (laughs) when I was a teenager. I'd be more than cancelled. I'd be stoned on the street. Like, but like, 
It's I the things I a snail like you like it's not turning your face up at a snail wishing you had a hundred million followers. No, like, the, the best the best part of this is like people all people's comments are like now like James Charles is king. He's so polite. He's the best part of this entire video. And then like we're really giving him that much credit. Like well, it's he just, just did nothing. <laughs> he was just totally normal. Like, why just are they be- like, the dad love her? Like, <laughs> he didn't do anything either. No, I my, okay, I do want to get onto Trisha. So, okay. Trisha Page has this whole role in this. I just want to say, I love her. Me with too. My entire yeah. being. I'm going to buy her new merch. She's Same. recently mentioned she's yeah. my merch. Like, ne- next time this episode is. It's going to be airs, hideous as well. That's oh, it'll be so bright excited. pink yeah. with some fucked glitter. And I'm hoping yeah. there's glitter all over it. Like, a dildo oh my goodness. on it. <laughs> a dildo, <laughs> yeah. whatever. Her boobs. You know what I mean? Yeah, probably. Legit. That Instagram photo with the tits. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, basically, <laughs> Trisha Paytas did a reaction video. It's so funny. I just can we quickly contextually Trisha Paytas is a YouTuber who's known for being like a mess and in heaps of drama. Just yeah, like she has offended every single community on the internet. Like, like without fail. With it, she is just she's known as being a troll, but she also yeah. has like the most hectic, explicit Twitter and Instagram you've ever seen. And OnlyFans, like really full on. OnlyFans. There's yeah. a Black Friday deal on OnlyFans at the moment. If anyone was wondering, only Trisha. Trisha. Yeah. <laughs> she also on her. on election day she went free for the day. Did she really? <laughs> oh god. She's um, a patriot. We deserve. No, she is. And then YouTube is just mukbangs. So just her eating. Uh, oh, the, oh, her YouTube content is. Her YouTube. I love her YouTube videos. It's just her talking, <laughs> eating fast food, and oh. her just like talking at twenty miles an hour. Unedited hour long videos. And then also like ten minute videos of her like obviously on drugs, lying <laughs> in bed, being like. <laughs> David Dobrik and the vlog squad said this to me. Gabby had a leave me alone, and there's like ten videos uploaded in a row, and then one yeah. just goes for like seventeen seconds, and oh. it's just her like singing something, and then just. An... Oh, wow. there's there's also the um the the like Hamilton covers where she oh, gets yeah. in full costume and sings entire soundtracks. She also. I'm sorry. Well, this is just an episode about Trisha now, but she replicates, her. if you're interested, some of her best content is her doing, like, shot-for-shot reenactments of Bed On It from High School Musical 2 of This Is What Dreams Are Made Of from oh, yeah. the Lizzie McGuire movie. There's oh, a few more. There's, like, a My Chemical Romance one. It's, yeah. She's <laughs> a jack of all trades, that's yeah, for sure. That's the thing. She is because every single platform has a different style of content. Yeah. She must be producing content constantly oh, like i would say she there's never a minute where she's not yeah like you th- she's huge on tiktok huge on youtube only fans mm. she's got the podcast now with h3 mm. productions like mm. it's and sorry this is massive no, I, no people need to know contextually trisha yes if they don't because yes. she's very that's, important that's very society. true that's very true um so she did a reaction video on tiktok calling them out um and it was basically this her doing like a duet with the original video of Dixie like spitting the snails out, and Trisha basically reacted to it, and just then made so many videos about it. Um, and she has said since then that the reason she made that video is because she saw that it was like so many people were jumping on it, and she just wanted to get views, so she just like mm. made this video about it. Um, but then Dixie and Charlie both specifically reacted to Trisha. So they didn't react didn't to the, Trisha like... Trisha make, like, 
in fairness, 50 videos in one day. No, I think there were only two of them. And then Dixie and Charlie specifically react, like originally. Right, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. And then Dixie and Charlie, um, so Charlie made a video of her saying, please just stop talking to me, about me. Um, Trisha Paytas is not a nice person. Um, And then Dixie made a video in amongst probably other videos that Trisha was making of her, as I've already said, dancing to the to tri- a video, a audio from 10 years ago of Trisha saying the N-word in a rap song. And then James Charles did a whole tweet about Trisha. Trisha then responded to James Charles' tweet. And then James Charles responded to that TikTok on TikTok. And it just became this... Few- Somehow it turned into a feud between Charlie D'Amelio and Trisha Paytas, <laughs> which I never thought that this feud would happen. But I'm so fucking glad that it did. Trisha is everywhere. Oh, she, no, she, and she has said in a recent podcast, the Frenemies podcast, that people can't get cancelled. And I genuinely think that she, yeah. if you really think about, about YouTube personalities who have been on the platform, no one has been on really for as long as her and remained as relevant for as long as Trisha mm. Paytas has. Well, Would you agree? Uh, yeah, with- yeah. I just think like... She's a, she's an artist. I, I yes. actually think she's an artist. And, like, um, I think, like, in 500 years, she's going to be considered in the same breath as, like, Michelangelo. Like, she is going <laughs> to be, in terms of the context of internet art, but you yeah. can't look past Trisha Paytas. I you agree. not because she's, like, just scrolling her YouTube alone, you can watch... Like, the, the, I don't know if you've ever seen, my favourite video of her is the Trisha Paytas stand-up special where she's in her kitchen. <laughs> I know, I think I've seen it. fake Netflix stand-up special. And it is, you, you cannot tell whether or not it's she. And, and, like, I think everyone knows in the back of their head that, yes, she is, like, the smartest person maybe yeah. to ever live because yeah. she's fully trolling us, taking us for a ride and knows exactly what she's doing. But then... She, but she never fault like that image never falters or whatever. No. So you would actually be able to go through like your whole experience watching watching Trisha, thinking this is genuinely just some the the different um mindsets that she goes through every day. Like you, there's nothing that actually is a giveaway that she is trolling, if that makes sense. Except for like the amount of content, and you know, but like I, I think she, it's she's become a blend of that herself, and then this yeah. ident personality that she's created. Yeah. I think it's no longer one or the other. No. I don't. You know what I mean? I think mm. it's too like she's fused with it. You know what yeah, I mean? Totally. Like, yeah. She. Yeah. She's um. But what oh. I found interesting about her and her opinion on this whole thing was that she was, like, criticising them because of, like, their behaviour and being ungrateful, mm. which is just, like, whatever. Yeah. But what I did quite like about what she said is that um, the way that they reacted to the criticism was... Uh, yeah. That's where they really slipped up because originally it was just like, yeah, it's totally unwarranted that mm. people are doing this. But you could have, one potentially just ignored it yeah. or two just released, you know, been like, I'm really sorry if anyone was yeah. offended, whatever, just do an apology. Yeah. But Dixie dancing to the N word kind of, that yeah. she's been very, like Dixie's really just handled this Dixie poorly. always takes it, like I like both the millions, but yeah. Dixie always takes it like a step too far in terms of trying to like clap back. Yeah, and they shouldn't have, tried to, she shouldn't have tried to clap back. I think yeah. that's where it's like, and James getting involved. It's just turned yeah. into this, like, it really could have gone away in, like, 
just so out. quickly. Yeah. Yeah, if they just completely – but and Charlie really just crying is like whatever. I think people then felt yeah. sorry for her because she is 16. But Dixie's mm. definitely like put herself in a position where like she didn't yeah. have to get into hot water, but she just like – Well, Dixie's older as well and like the repercussions didn't fall on Dixie. They fell on Charlie. So yeah. like Charlie was the one that lost all the followers even though she didn't even do the snail thing. Um, no, Charlie didn't do anything. It was just like <laughs> no one wanted her to reach 100 million yeah. And like whatever. But I just, yeah, I don't know. I think um, Dixie, like, I don't know. She just, she obviously because she's 19 and what, like we all do it when we're 19. Totally. You just don't, you think that like what you're about to do or say is the most on point, smart, like yeah, 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 not yeah. absolutely bulletproof response that you could ever give when as usual, the best response is no response. Um, and I agree. I actually think, yeah, if they'd, like Nikita Dragon's the perfect example of mm. that when Dramageddon first happened on YouTube. Yeah. I won't go into it, it was just a scandal as per, mm. but Nikita Dragon was one of the people involved in this scandal and she was the only person not to say anything. Yeah. And she got out of it completely unscathed. Yeah. Because she just didn't say, she just anything. didn't respond. Yeah. She completely ignored it. She just like... Yeah. Fully just went on making content and just completely ignored it and people just like eventually kind of just forgot. Yeah. So, and it's like, if you're going to say something, just be like, hey, I'm really sorry. I fucked yeah. up. End. Don't engage with anything yeah. else. Don't respond. Don't comment yeah. back. Don't whatever. Just leave it. Yeah. Just leave it. No. And I think you're right. Like if I'd, as a teenage girl, even as, you know, a 19 year old, mm. I'm sure I would have done something just oh, as fucking stupid. Same. But you'd think that like the parent, or, like the dad who's a politician would probably know to be like, don't do it. Just don't, yeah. You know what I mean? But then again, at that age, you probably just feel like dad's stupid. So you mm. just don't. You don't listen. get TikTok. Like, you don't know. No, well, that's, that. t- that's like, it yeah. as well. Like, Which I'm sure he doesn't, but, you know. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Should we move on? Uh, yes. Okay, cool. um, okay. So this week, the 2021 Grammy nominations came out, and the reaction was quite dramatic. <laughs> Um, some people were like gushing, thanking the Recording Academy and others were sending bitchy tweets because they missed out. Yeah. Um, and we wanted to talk about this because for the last few years, uh, there's been a huge rise in artists complaining or getting upset or taking issue um, for either the lack of nominations for themselves or others or wrong nominations or what, what have you. Mm. Uh, so, Hannah, what did you think first and foremost, of the nominations this year? Well, I heard about this first through um, St. Hoax, which is an Instagram profile, and they just, like, comment on pop culture stuff and saw all of the reactions that a lot of artists were having. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly, I mean, each year I kind of just, like, when I look at the Grammy nominations, I'm just kind of like, mm-hmm. I just don't give a lot of weight to them. So I'm just personally not, like, that. They look, I'm just kind of like, okay. Like, I'm surprised yeah. Justin Bieber's on there, but, like, <laughs> other than that, I'm not personally... I liked to see that this very random that Laura Marling got nominated for Best Folk Album, which is just right. no one cares about yeah. that. It's a very, like, minor thing. But so my opinion of the Grammys is just, like, I don't really know... Like, obviously, it's it's been long been considered one of the... Well, no, sorry, the the most important awards show in the music industry yeah. and the only one with really any clout. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that people's, you know, I think there's been anger at it for longer, you know, and not even just people saying I'm angry that I wasn't nominated, but, like, uh, a few examples are, like, Drake um, calling them out when he won Hotline Bling, won as a uh, rap song, 
And yeah, he was like, this isn't a fucking rap rec- song. Record of the year or whatever, yeah. Yeah, Kanye West, obviously, Frank Ocean, just, mm. like, not actually even submitting his work. Mm. Ariana Grande. And I just kind of think, like, that the frustration is, to me, evidence of just the fact that, like, the Grammys is just... I don't think we should con- continue to consider it such an important... Yeah. Um, or even just... An, a, 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 like, it shouldn't reflect whether or not music is good. Because it doesn't. Yeah. I just don't think it does. Whether it ever did, I don't know, but it I, definitely I, doesn't now. Like, I think the problem with the Grammys is it actually did. There was a right. period of time where it really did. Like 1999, the miseducation of Lauren Hill, one album mm-hmm. of the year kind of thing. Whereas like now they would probably do that, but it would be like a tokenistic thing, you know. Okay. But like yeah. then, you know, Outkast won, um, uh, the Dixie Chicks won for their album after uh, – they the not ready to make nice album yeah yeah um and like Nora Jones one for the come away with me album like really impactful and like it was pretty like well I mean not amongst like necessarily some demographics of artists but as in like across genres and like across you know levels of popularity album Mm. of the year at least was quite steadily um sort of spread out and fairly spread out and I feel Mm -hmm. like I don't know what has happened in the last maybe five to ten years but it has become like just a, a bit of a joke, to be honest. Like, that, yeah, it's like, and I, I, th- I feel bad for artists in a way because, like, obviously the Grammys have a huge weight to them, um, but they just honestly haven't mattered yet for like the last couple of years. They always feel like five years behind the culture, and that just doing mm-hmm. things like to like seem like they get it. So, like, they're nominating bad music for the sake of appealing to, like, a viewership or, like, I don't know, advertisers. I don't know what the idea behind it is, but it's just, like, last year, Billie Eilish winning album of the year was was criminal. Like, that was (laughs) just, like, I don't even not like Billie Eilish, but, like, in comparison, even in the people who were nominated, Lana Del Rey's album was a masterpiece. Mm -hmm. Billie's was fine. Yeah. But, like, the, the Grammys just want to suck the life out of, out of, like, what's hot at the time. Like, they nominated Little Nas X for Album of the Year. Yeah, that's really strange. Like, it's just, <laughs> it can't, it couldn't possibly matter when you look at that. that. That award can't mean anything. But I think that's, like, okay, so I think, base, just for clarity for people, the way that the Grammys works and the way that it's, like, people vote for it is that um, there's the Recording Academy, which is made up basically of, like, industry executives and people involved in in, in music. Like, for example, um, John Legend's in it, in the Recording mm. Academy. Like, you get, there's artists, there's producers, there's, it's a huge... A, a, we, we, I feel like there's not a lot of transparency over, like, who's actually in their academy, mm. but you know, like, a few random people and, like, who the CEO is. Mm. Um, but what happens is... As of 2015, they had, like, 20,000 submissions. So you basically – the nominations come from, like, actually submitting your work Mm. uh, or into – Your record company submitting it. Yeah, or your record company submitting it. Um, And then there's 83 categories, and then the Recording Academy basically votes um, across those 83 categories. The thing is that often happens is, like, when you think about that, it's like, okay, so these people are voting based on, like, they might not have even heard of an artist or, like, it's so – we have to remember that it's like given we give it so much weight, but in reality it's put down to people yeah. making decisions about what they think is good based on their own opinion. And then or after whose name that, they recognize probably. Exactly. No, that's an, that's another yeah. thing is that like whether or not they recognize someone's name or they've heard it before, mm. especially with like 
you know, smaller categories. They're having mm. to, for people who are having to vote for like spoken word album, if they haven't yeah. listened to a certain person's audiobook, they'll probably just go, Oh, I recognize them and then Well, pick I recognize out. the name Michelle Obama. So <laughs> that will do. Like yeah. Exactly. And yeah. I think like um then in the nineties, a private committee, so a smaller private committee was set up that goes through the nominations and adjusts them where they feel appropriate. Right. Um and so whoever pays the most to have that private committee. Well, we we don't yeah. know. We don't and the thing is is that private committee is making these decisions mm. and it's like I just think I I agree with you in the sense that it's like and I feel like my the my opinion being like it doesn't matter don't pay attention is such a stupid argument to have but I just think it's not that we shouldn't yeah. pay attention or that we shouldn't think it's important but I just think we have to recognize that like and I think part of the reason people are getting getting increasingly frustrated with it is that like even these institutions that have been around for mm. a very long time are fallible. Like they're not always mm. going, they're not, we can't rely on industry executives to necessarily actually yeah. be the arbiters of truth and what constitutes good yeah. music because yeah. they don't. Like what well, you look no. at like Rumours by Fleetwood Mac, this is like the first thing yeah. that just popped into my head, but we all know that's a fucking incredible album. Yeah. I don't know if it was nominated for Grammys. It just, nobody, you mm. don't necessarily go, oh, well this was good because it won a Grammy. Like, right. You know no, what no, I mean? No, it's no, sort no, of... Totally. Yeah. I think I think it, it's not... It doesn't feel like, I guess, the same way as, like, say, the Oscars have, where it's like, oh, it won the Oscar for Best Picture. And then you're like, oh, mm-hmm. I actually might... With, which, with an album, yeah. it's one. And, like, I'm, I think, to me, like, the album of the year category is, like, my, like, sacred category. I, feel like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. The album, to me, is, like, just one of the most purest forms of, like, mm. artistic expression and... Um, I just love, yeah, I'm just such an album person, but like, mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I, I agree with you. And then it's like, it, it doesn't legitimize, le- legitimize, legitimize. Yeah. Um, yeah. like your album being a successful or good album, it's disappointing when they don't like reward the yeah. work. Like it's like, and like, I feel like some artists have just gone to the point now where they don't care. And then I feel like yeah. now there's this like new wave of some artists being really like, oh my God, the Grammy, like a, I, I came from nothing and now I'm a Grammy nominated artist where it never used to be like this thing, you know, that, that mm-hmm. narrative, like it's yeah. like, um, and like they're taking so much issue and trying to have so much more involvement and, and stuff, which is like on one hand, like cool for them. But on the other hand, it just like, then I guess gives more weight to this thing that is only going to disappoint them further. Yeah. I guess. Like, I don't know. I I think you're right. I think it's this element of, like, because historically it's been considered an incredibly important award ceremony Mm. and it signifies quality work. Mm. And I think now that, like, a combination of, I think a big part of it as well is it's been widely criticised for the fact that the Academy is predominantly white men. Yeah, yeah. And people have recognised that, obviously, in recent Mm. years as a problem because it means that, like, we're not actually getting a very yeah um what's the word like we're not getting a particularly an even spread even of like, exactly yeah, yeah. even a spread of opinion or broad mm. and obviously there's always going to be bias when there's right it's being voted by just one category of people yeah. um and i think i think it's probably combined with that people realizing that about it and people starting to question the sort of yes yeah quality of the votes and then a few incidences of like cuz even in the 90s I was reading about this and there was uh, the year that um, Purple Rain and mm. oh. 
another album came out and then Lionel Richie won and people were like, yeah. I think there's always going to be... Like, yeah. No, there's things, always, you know, and always, I, always. Like, and I think the reason that we get so upset about that with the Grammys is mm. because we think the, the Grammys is meant to be the Grammys. Yeah. It's meant to be the one that that like gets it right and I think yeah. we don't give a fuck what the American Music Awards get it right no, because it's like it means nothing it means nothing it's, it's just like less cool. than nothing yeah I, I think yeah. with the with the and like your point on like Purple Rain and um that like and the idea of there's always going to be a prolific or impactful or masterpiece of, of mm-hmm. uh, music that is left out on doesn't win I think the like I think that's fine if they don't win the award. It's the lack of nomination that I find mm-hmm. more frustrating in the category. If like you actually look this year at the nominations album of the year, Post Malone. Post Malone was nominated in album of the year. And Fiona what did they even come out with? Who oh, knows? Sunflower. I'm not sure. Was that for a movie? I couldn't tell you. I have no I, idea. He's a terrible artist and I'm happy to publicly say that. And <laughs> I'm not a fan of he, that yet. He's been nominated for album of the year. I don't know if you listened to Fiona Apple's album Fetch the Fetch the No, Mark you Brothers, haven't told me about but it. But it was yeah. just like it was it was the best album of the year as far as like I, I think like I'm concerned, but also a lot of like music um, reviewing sites and all that. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's um, it was fantastic. It just didn't even get the nod. You don't expect yeah. it to necessarily win, but you're like at least go like you you produce that level of work you deserve the recognition. But then again, yeah. I guess it's like she probably doesn't give a fuck because Fiona Apple's like so cool and she would just be like, these Whatever. awards mean nothing, so I don't give a fuck. But I really <laughs> want artists to start feeling like that because yeah, I think not like... Caring. Yeah, because like do you remember mm-hmm. in Taylor Swift's um, documentary... She cares so much. And she was like crying yeah. or getting really upset over the fact that Reputation didn't really mm. get, any, get nominated mm. in any main categories. And like I get for her, like since her... She won Album of the Year with Fearless in, like, 2009 or 10. Mm. So I think from almost the very beginning of her career, the Grammys have been extremely yeah. supportive of her work. And I think Reputation not getting nominated probably for her signified being, like, what well, was cut out. a good album. It, no, no, and I think it's it was, actually... It certainly didn't deserve to be nominated. But I th- Well, point. you know, at the end <laughs> yeah. of the day, I just think, okay, well, it just... I don't want artists, good artists, to be feeling mm. like that this is a this signifies anything anything, because it doesn't and the reality is like you know if you look at other award ceremonies like um billboard is measured Mm. by the actual where things are on the charts and the number of sales and uh the people's choice awards obviously is voted by the people it's like surely those awards might actually carry not more weight but just like they should be you know, the Grammys is, like, I think looked at in this way because it's the Recording Academy. It's mm. the industry voting for mm. the industry. But I don't necessarily think... I think we should look at this as an important shift away from looking at these sort of major old mm. institutions as yeah, well, what, telling us what actually is good and what isn't. I, to be honest, like, in terms of, like, music ranking and awards and stuff like that, I get way more sort of... um, I, I feel like, I don't know like as a fan of music or whatever you get more gratification from from seeing an album be either highly reviewed or highly ranked in like a year-end list by like um music reviewers yeah because they span they're often like you know very different demographics um and you kind of feel like they have they also 
I mean, I guess the people in the recording academy do, but in my head, they're just like people in suits who like mm-hmm. just make money. They're not like mm-hmm. involved in the music, but yeah. like reviewers are sort of really, you know, involved in like music on every level um, in terms of consuming it. And you feel, I always like, my favorite thing is like reading the Pitchfork album end of year rankings and all of that stuff. Not even, sometimes I don't agree with it, but mm. it's like you kind of at least trust that they, um, have a level of sort of taste in which like they're not going to make or a level of taste and a level of sort of um inclusivity that's not going to constitute just like random bad decisions (laughs) you know what I mean yeah I mean I think like I don't know I mean some of I just want to also like be on this before we wrap up Mm. um it's from thank you to Saint Hopes for this I thought I might just like read some of the can you read musicians Justin Bieber, I just don't even know what to say. So another one is like, so Nicki Minaj. um, Oh, yeah. Hers being like, never forget the Grammys didn't give me my best new artist award when I had seven songs simultaneously charting on Billboard and bigger first week than any female rapper in the last decade went on to inspire a generation. They gave it to the white man, Bon Iver, Pink Friday. It's not like they gave it to the white man, but like, like when they gave it to Macklemore over Kendrick Lamar, no, that was bon fucking insane. I'm sorry, but bon Iver is a very he's good fucking artist. amazing. I just feel like Nicki like, Minaj, just personally with Nicki Minaj. Mm. I'm sorry to the Barb's, but I think yeah, she needs I would to get really off her. Careful. Oh, okay. We just we want love to Nicki. Just I love Nicki. No, Nicki Minaj is fucking incredible. Yeah, but I will say she does often just get angry about not being recognized a lot of the time. When, she does. Yeah. When I think like it's like no, we know you're amazing. Like I yeah. want. But she is very vocal about that, which sometimes mm. is warranted, sometimes isn't. Mm. I was very diplomatic then, I think, yeah. to the barbs. Yeah. Um, so I am Car- So Wiz Khalifa came out and said, okay, so somebody said, Cardi winning a Grammy when Nicki Minaj didn't is the biggest proof that they don't know shit about music. Mm. And Wiz Khalifa said, most self-made artists have this problem. Then Cardi B responded to him with a, tw- with a screenshot of a message he sent her that was really nice and then mm. getting at, you know. But obviously the uh, creme de la creme of complaints was Justin Bieber's posting of notes in bold on his Instagram saying, to the Grammys, I'm flattered to be acknowledged and appreciated for my artistry. I'm very meticulous and intentional about my music. With that being said, I set out to make an R&B album. Changes was and is an R&B album. It is not being acknowledged as an R&B album, which is very strange to me. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, Basically, he's like, this is an R&B album. Why I was I nominated cr- in pop categories? You He's are. He's being nominated for Yummy Album of the I know Album of the Year. No, he fucking, wasn't nominated for Album of the Year. Oh, was it Record of the Year? Uh, no, he was nominated for like Best Pop Vocal Performance. No, he was nominated for Album of the Year. I'm pretty sure. No, I don't think he was. Okay, no, we have to. That this. would be a crime. Um, uh. No, he's nominated in some more main categories than just pop vocal. No, I'm pretty sure it was just that. Hold on, I'm, get, I'm getting them up. Um, oh, Control F, Justin timing. Bieber. Um, yeah. Okay, Sorry. best pop... Wait, what the fuck? Sorry, everyone, for this interlude of me Googling the Grammys nominations. Oh, my God. My internet is so slow. Um, yeah, best okay, pop maybe we should move on, but performance. Did he not win any... I mean, no, get not record of the year, not album of the year. I thought his album got a oh, best pop album. Yeah, maybe best pop album. I think it was that because it was in pop categories. Pop solo performance. um, Okay. Best pop vocal album. Gotcha. Okay. Which is still big categories. 
yeah. none of which he deserved for that album. Oh, my God, no. And him complaining about saying it's an R&B album, I'm just like, okay, hang on. Like, I get the complaints about artists, certain artists not being recognised for their mm. work, but the complaint about being put in the wrong category is just like... When you're lucky to be included, we Yummy is also monstrosity of oh, a song. It's... The fact that I love included... JB, but that was... Yeah. No, missed. not good. Uh, and after Purpose, it's extremely sad that he went through downhill. Yeah. Um, um, do okay. we want to say anything else or move on? No, I haven't got anything else to say. Okay, cool. Neither. Um, cool. So uh, before we move on to the final story, a uh, quick word from our sponsor. This episode was brought to you by Mark D'Amelio's failed Connecticut state election run in 2018. Aww. Republican. That's um, sad for Mark. Yeah, he's a politician. Did you know that? A Republican yeah, I politician. That. I didn't yeah. know that. Um, doesn't make me. It doesn't change my feelings about his family. No, I don't think it should. I just like the fact that he's a politician. He's kind of a dag. I don't really know anything about him except for the fact that he's a state oh, Republican dad. politician. Um, they're cute. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so the Christmas season is upon us, which means Christmas movies are being released uh, and there's been none more talked about this year than The Princess Switch 2, Switched Again. I actually don't know if that's true and if it's being talked about that much, to be honest, but um, let's just go with it. Uh, so the first Princess Switch, for a bit of context, starred Vanessa Hudgens playing both the role of regular American baker Stacey DeNovo and the role of Lady <laughs> Margaret Delacourt, Duchess of Montenegro. Is that it? Montanaro. Montanaro. The two meet. <laughs> Margaret Delacourt. God, it's I just... just... <laughs> Stacey DeNovo. I just... I just that t- I, they put it through a name generator and that's... <laughs> okay, the two meet when the American, Stacey, is invited to a bake-off in Belgravia where Duchess Margaret is meant to marry the Prince of Belgravia. Anyway, they switch places. The American falls in love with the Prince. The Duchess falls in love with the American's random American friend while they switch places. And long story short, like, they end up with the other guys and they basically switch places in life. All live happily ever yeah. after. Like, and everyone knows who they are. They don't switch places and pretend to be each other all the time. Anyway, <laughs> Vanessa and the gang are back again this year, with her now starring uh, as three roles, adding <laughs> adding on the character of Lady Fiona Pembroke, the the Duchess's evil or uh, the Duchess's <laughs> slash she is soon to be queen evil blonde cousins. So that means Vanessa is playing Stacy, who is now a princess, long story, Lady Margaret <laughs> Delacourt, and who is about to become queen. And she is also playing F- Lady Fiona, who is the evil cousin. Where's Lady Fiona from again? She's from Mon- Montanaro as oh, well. Oh, I thought she was from a different country. No, she's from Montanaro because she's the cousin. Anyway. I know, but I thought she was like a cousin, but part of a different... Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Royals. Another um, made-up country name. Um, Belradia. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Belradia. Um, Genovia. They've, they've, Genovia. 
Anyway. Um, okay, Anne so, Hathaway's going to appear. Yeah, I hope she does. <laughs> oh, it would make it a lot better. And she can also star as three characters. Um, <laughs> Six okay. switches. So, so some shit happens. The cousin <laughs> tries to pretend to be the duchess so that she can become the queen. There's a side yeah. plot with like a random chief of staff being in love with the duchess. The American and the duchess trade places <laughs> again. Um, and then, anyway, what did you think of the <laughs> Um, so just to really just wrap it up, um, before we begin, and I find this, found this movie quite hard to watch. Like really? I got halfway through and I was like, when will this, this end? It's like a marathon. And it's so hard. It's like going for a run and that point where you're like, first 10 minutes, you're like, I'm amazing. Yeah. And then you get like, you know, 12 minutes in and you're like. Oh my god! I don't know how to get through this. That's yeah. what watching this movie. Well, it's because like. you're literally waiting for all of the nonsense to be over because you know how it's going to end. Yes, so but you're like, why do I have to do the middle bit? Yeah, it's there's all these bits where I'm like, why, why do I have to do this? Like, yeah, I, oh. And I usually find these types of films like, I can get into them. Like, I can yeah. even you know when we reviewed uh, the Kissing Booth two, mm. I got into that. I started caring about yeah, what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't feign interest with this movie. Um, it was truly so, like, I, and, you know, I think part of the reason for this is that it's so incredibly positive. Even very positive. Even when Vanessa Hudgens, one of the Vanessa Hudgens in this movie gets kidnapped, you're genuinely not even worried about what's going to happen. Like, nothing no bad happens. And even when something bad happens where she gets kidnapped, it lasts, like, an hour like, it just doesn't mm. go on that long and it suddenly is resolved and you're like, oh, we're back to the good stuff. Cool. Yeah, like, that's yeah. what I mean by it's like the middle bit is irrelevant because you know yeah. it's going to end exactly in As a certain yeah. way. And yeah. so you're just like, there's no point even sitting through the rest of this. Like, yeah. um, I'm not going to lie, Vanessa Hudgens did an extremely good job playing all three roles. No, she's I, a good actor. Like, I, yeah, yeah, I yeah. could <laughs> distinctly tell who was who. Even when they were pretending to be the other person. Yes. And she also somehow managed to make Lady Margaret more likable than the American. Yes. And, and, like, she actually managed to have nuance. She did, like, it's not easy to act with yourself. That's true. Three. I, I yeah. Do, I, I give props to Vanessa Rose. She's not a bad actor. She yeah, I don't know. What's sad? Yeah, like, what's sad for her is, like, she started out in High School Musical. She yeah. had just the same potential as mm. Zac Efron did. Zac Efron has really, like, he's made himself mm. a name, whereas Vanessa Hudgens is like, well, she's in The Princess Switch switched again, so we all know yeah. how her career Playing has, three is. roles. I wonder if she only got one fee. Oh, probably. <laughs> Should we make bets on how much she got paid for this movie and then try to find out? $200,000? What do you reckon? You don't reckon more? I mean, maybe for the second one. I, I reckon more because... Obviously, the reason that the second one came out is the first one was actually probably more successful than yeah. Netflix thought it would be. Do you reckon she gets paid a certain amount per character? She <laughs> Every time they're like, okay, we'll pay you more if you play one more, one more. in this one. <laughs> the whole film is just um, by the end. Yeah. No, what I found really interesting about this movie, and there's because there's three three Vanessa Hudgens, there's no, and I I'll be, just to preface this to everyone, I didn't watch the first one, so I just... I did, which was a big fucking mistake. Yeah, no, when you were like, I'm going to watch this first one, I was like, you know what? I, no I point. Can't. 
And I, I, but I do will say there was no explanation and correct me if there was an explanation in the first mm. one of why there are three doppelgangers. Oh, so in the first one, cause there's only two in the first one. Okay. Um, the explanation is that somewhere along the family tree, they love exposition in this film as well. It's really okay. good. They just explain yeah. everything to the death. Yes. Um, but <laughs> somewhere along the family tree, one of Lady Margaret's, uh, I think this must be inspired by like, the actual British royal family. One of Lady Margaret's like great grandfathers married an American woman and then they disappeared and no one really okay. heard them again. And their last names are kind of similar uh, and that's how it, that's how that's not that an explanation happened. well no it was just that, that's like, not well, an explanation for maybe they did go to america and uh, whatever but it's not an explanation for like truly identical no. and then in the if, second if you saw two people who looked identical that had never met before identical you would be like this is really fucking weird it's not a coincidence this is something yeah like <laughs> the movie would be about trying yeah. to figure out why they're identical yeah like i know identical twins and they don't look that similar no you know and i think like when when the third one comes in really there's there's no effort put into explaining why they look so similar and also uh like they also when they talk about the switch when they're like oh um i can't remember her name lady pembroke the evil one yeah when they switch it's like they're like oh well they do look quite similar it's like they act as though they don't look identical. They, they talk about it as though they, they're they yeah. very similar. Like, they acted as if, like, the blonde wig was fully just, like, uh, threw, threw you off completely. But, like, like Hannah Montana. Yeah, well, I guess, to be fair, like, for kids, I remember when I first watched the Lizzie McGuire movie, I was fully, like, mum mm. was like, you do realise, like, um, Hilary Duff is playing both Isabella and Lizzie. And I was like, no, she's not. <laughs> and like and she's like yes she is and I was like no that's a different actress like I full bone did not think that right. they were both Hillary Duff so like okay. it like for kids maybe I mean but the whole point is that it's her I guess so I don't know I don't fucking know yeah with kids I think I think your your immediate suspicion if you don't know the actor or even if you do is you go oh they must have a twin but when there's a yes. third one it's like <laughs> hang on something something's fishy's going on like, it's just the fact that they've brought in a third identical one and they just don't no, even try to explain it. They don't even try to, like... No. It's just... It's I just truly incredible. Can we talk about that character? Because, okay, when... At the, oh, the second she entered the film, I was falling asleep. The second she entered the film, I had a jolt of adrenaline coming. <laughs> that, Vanessa was born to play that whoever... These characters, like... Blonde and behaves like Donatella Versace is the only yeah. way you can. She looks and behaves like Donatella Versace. She has like two like minions who like do everything for her and it's... speaks in like a really like crass accent and is yeah. like and like has no money and this whole thing's a ploy to become the queen so she can transfer mm-hmm. all the money into her bank account so they can go holidaying in that plot is like the south of France or something. <laughs> like... She can't have been that like the plot. Um, as soon as that th- that plan came up, I was like, but if she transfers all the money into her bank account, like, they'll find her. Yeah, I just, the best, my favourite line in the whole movie is when, when the actual uh, Lady Margaret, like, the actual one that's about to become the queen is like, we have to arrest you, you committed treason. And the blonde one goes, I didn't mean to. <laughs> just, like, it was truly just like... I, I, don't even so, know what to say. 
after that after that happened um and she like committed treason trying to become the queen like they all just like, forgive her <laughs> she's at the wedding <laughs> she's at the wedding and they're all just like chill and not that mad at her and i'm like she fully kidnapped you. She, no, she kidnapped the other one. She kidnapped the other one. That's it's true. extremely confusing. You need to watch them to really understand who's who at any given moment. But um, yeah, no, which Vanessa Vanessa is. Um, yes, 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 yes. Fuck. Uh, I do want to say though. Uh, so in terms of what happens, how Vanessa Hudgens gets abducted, um, and even when that happens, it's just like it takes so quick for that. Takes mm. quick. It it's, takes a very short amount of time for that to end. Um, but yeah. when that is resolved, there is an airport chase scene, an impromptu wedding, and a coronation, all within probably like 10 yeah. minutes, um, all of which I didn't pay attention to because by that point no. I was just like, I can't watch this anymore. No. But you really have to hand it to them. They have crammed so many things oh. into one movie. Like a coronation, a wedding, a proposal, and an airport chase scene. After, like You can only you could just do one. And, and it in, will be fine. In keeping with like Montanaro tradition, she's getting coronated on Christmas Day oh. because everything just has to be fucking idiotic. Like it was that, just like what? Coron- no, no, a coronation is not on Christmas Day <laughs> because a coronation is often a religious ceremony. So you'd think perhaps they wouldn't do it on the same day that Christ was born. <laughs> um, or maybe just- it would because like it's the the God cho- chooses the heir. Um, I don't know what church they're in where they'd equate Maybe. a human no, to it's, the same as Jesus. They don't mention which church because they no. would want it to be um Well, no, it's very, multi. yeah. They yeah. don't, they, that's Christmas, why it's I guess, Christian countries and stuff. Yeah, where do you think Montanaro and Belgravia are? Well, I assume Montanaro, Montene- Montenegro. Is that a city? Yeah, like Montanaro is a small country. Or like Monaco, maybe on the, meant to be like Monaco. Near Monaco. Right? But Belgravia sounds Eastern European. It does. I was and thinking so- like Belgium. Oh no, Belgium's in Central Europe. I know, but that's where where, where I was. Oh, see, I was thinking Eastern European, and I was like expecting Vanessa Hudgens to come out with an Eastern European accent, like I a wish. Russian accent. And when I they're wish. all English, I but was like, none of them are from Belgravia except the prince. Okay, so it's Montenaro. Oh yeah. Okay. I also don't know why they had British accents. I just think it was yeah, the but the English it. accents is like. Anyway, I don't know. Whatever. They I couldn't have expected like, Vanessa Hudgens to do an Eastern European No accent. way. She barely did the British ones. <laughs> she did all right. No, 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 the English accent wasn't bad. It was It was good, but it wasn't no, bad. It wasn't um, offensive. She only slipped into American like twice. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I just want to say like, I wonder why like the hair and makeup in the film for all three Vanessas was so bad. <laughs> I didn't so think bad. It was, bad. Was, it was terrible. I just thought I was, watched, I thought it was the, fine. I, maybe I just wasn't paying enough attention. It but. just the makeup was like blotchy, and the hair was a bit <laughs> like just never quite like smooth. Like it was very. It, I, I just yeah, it wasn't great. Maybe Montanaro was in a wealthy country and they can't afford good glam teams. I don't know. Mate, I don't know. The whole thing was just. Or Montanaro was... doesn't have any good beauty schools, so Probably. any any glam team that they that they have just They're don't really know. With Christmas, everyone just knows how to hang <laughs> hang fairy lights from buildings. I just, um, there was simultaneously so much going on and nothing at all. <laughs> it was just insane. What about the plot line where the English, I mean the Belgravian boy, uh, boyfriend, husband, mm. the prince. So there's a scene. Everyone who hasn't seen this yet, I assume none of you will have seen this. 
This is a train wreck as an explanation. No, it's not. So the Belgravian prince, when they've done the switch, the Belgravian prince thinks that he's talking to Margaret, Lady Margaret, who is Mm. not his wife. He thinks that he's talking to her, but he's actually talking to his wife, right? And he's talking to Lady Margaret and being like, I just feel like... um, Stacy, whatever the fuck her name is, is mm. so is distant, and I'm worried. I'm not. She's not happy. Like, firstly, the fact that the only problem that happens to Stacy is that her husband's too good of a husband. Yeah, fully. Um, I like him. He's. Cute. I like him too. But then also, like that whole bit, I was just like, oh no, this wasn't necessary. There was absolutely no. this whole little bit. It didn't get resolved. Nothing really like. No, it was a, a bizarre conversation to be included. They could have cut five minutes off the film easily by just not including that. They could have cut like so much out of the film. I would have. We should go in and just do a second pass of the edit and just go there. Let's tighten this right up. Nice little time. <laughs> just need someone to come in and be like, cut the f- 90 cut minutes. Fat. Oh, it doesn't Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be, a, it could be a, you know, a, sh- a short film. Like really. It could be a TV 45 minute. Like, it didn't need to be like anything. Like, it could be like a 20 minute episode. Yeah. Yeah. A sitcom episode. Yeah. Hit a few beats and we're out. Yeah. <laughs> Add in a laugh track. Like, yeah. Uh, oh my God. Yeah. No, I do want to also say one more thing. Sorry. Mm. But this is ultimately a feel good Christmas movie. So, it, yeah. and it's definitely designed for people like me who have anxiety and constantly just rewatch things like Gilmore mm. Girls and like Gossip Girl and whatever. So I know like there are certain genre of shows for people who just don't want anything like stressful to happen. So no, that's not an just... investment, that's for sure. No, you can just be relaxed while watching. Mm. However, this one leans so deeply into that kind of positivity that you actually want something terrible to happen yeah, to all the characters. Do. Just so like, something with texture happens. Like yeah, just, literally. Like if you're if terrorist you attack, terrorist <laughs> attack. Like, please. <laughs> Bombs on Montanaro, yeah. please. Like, <laughs> we'll watch this movie oh. and you know what I mean? So I'm really like I recommend if you like if you want to actually, like, if you struggle to watch films that are, like, stressful, mm. this will make you oh. want to watch, like, you know, you I don't know. watch something the... with your little nieces. Then yeah. Perfect. perfect. They'll probably start wishing a terrorist attack. Yeah, literally. Like, when the fuck is something? Oh, they'll just be on TikTok, let's be honest. They don't have the attention span True. to do that shit. Uh, yeah. We sh- have been going for yeah. an hour, so we should very quickly do a top three. Okay, cool, cool, cool. We're just doing a top um, three. Haven't done one in a while. You guys know that you'll figure it out. Um, cool. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, top three roles Vanessa Hudgens should have been <gasps> cast in over oh! other actors. <gasps> That's an incredible one. Okay. Uh, oh, my goodness. Just pick anything. What? So since High School Musical. All roles. Um... I would have loved to see her in Wild Child. She yeah. wouldn't have been very good, but I no, would have, really I would have liked to Wild see Child. it too, yeah. Um, I would love to have seen her in... Um, Sorry, I just need to have a think. Maybe like no. Mean Girls. It was before her time. Yeah. But I'd love to see her in the role of... um of uh, What's her name? Gretchen. Toast Gretchen. Yes, yeah. I'd love to see her in the role of... How did you know I was going to say Gretchen? Because she's the only brunette one. No, I just think she oh. could play Gretchen. Yeah. Um, imagine her complaining about the hoop earrings. I just feel mm. like she'd do that well. Yeah, she would actually um, have been good. All right. I, yeah. I think she would have been good in Mean Girls. Um, and finally, as a, a child actor, I think she could have been in The Parent Trap because she's clearly very good at playing more than one <laughs> yeah. role. So, yeah. Nice. Um, 
Okay, so top three insane things your mum has said to hospitality staff. Oh, my God. When? Okay, well, this one. Is it too far? When, no, I love it. When um, okay. she ordered all vegetarian meals, like entree and main, <laughs> and, the, and the waitress was like, oh, are you vegetarian? Because we'd ordered like a side that we were sharing that had uh, some sort of meat element. Um, she's like, we can get that on the side. And mum was like, no. Like... <laughs> Just like to make this woman look like a fool, like a stupid idiot for asking. Anyway, um, no. does it have to be hospitality workers specifically? Oh, no, like anyone in custom service. It will um, do. Like any supermarket worker, when they're like, how's your day? She's like, fine. it's so unnecessary so mean and then they're like i'm just trying to be nice yeah literally i like um i don't know everything's just along those lines i can't remember like a specific incident uh, like where she's something you can do chill if you want yeah everything's just along that line of like a very short thing is to be like why would you ask that you stupid person (laughs) she's Um, a woman who knows what she wants it's great uh um uh, yeah Okay, what are the top three worst songs of all time? Well, just in your opinion, just like your the songs you hate the most, the top three most. Okay, hated this songs. is mean because Juice World is dead, mm. but I still see shadows in my room. Can't take back the love that I gave you. Do you yeah. remember that song? Yeah, that one. Yeah. Uh, probably. Um, I'm sorry, I'm doing. Oh, Yummy by Justin yeah. Bieber, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and. Why do I take so long to answer these? I'm really sorry. Um, Surely Sage Ronimo. So say Say Geronimo. Or say any of those Geronimo. kinds of songs. Uh, oh yeah, probably something recent what by Imagine Dragons. Seven years old. No, no, that one. No, no, a Dean Lewis song, obviously. Oh, yeah. oh, Dean Lewis song. Waves, it comes and goes in yeah. waves. Perfect it answer. always does. Perfect oh, and answer. Sing by Ed Sheeran. Yeah. Okay, sorry. That was Perfect dances. Thank you very much. Okay, top three worst gifts you've ever been given. Oh, my grandma gave me, all from my grandma. She gave me magnets. She has dementia, in fairness. Um, She gave me, like... uh, She has dementia, you you fucking bitch. Yeah, thongs. Thong (laughs) magnets, like you get from, like, a holiday when you go to, to, like, Queensland. Yeah, in 2005. Um, like, Yeah, but she got them for me last year. <laughs> <laughs> she also got me. I don't know. She got. She gets Hannah and I, like, um, my sister Hannah, like, pens with big fake di- plastic oh, diamonds. Cute. I've seen those in your life. Um, yeah, 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 <laughs> and I'm always yeah. like, this is fun. And you're like, you can have it. <laughs> um, she gave me a... A box of different kinds of scissors that would cut <laughs> human shapes into place. That was when I was younger. She mu- I was going to say she must think you're a child if she's giving you these kinds was, of that gifts. That was when I was younger. The pens are yeah. recent, though. Uh, and yeah, this <laughs> so anything cute. from grandma. <laughs> no, they're very cute. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, top three worst outfits you've personally worn. Oh, okay. So one of them would be to a gig my dad did in Sovereign Hill in 2008. I wore one of those Supre long t-shirts. It was white and it had love. I love you written in languages in fluorescent different colors. So it that was like, good. j'adore oh, other languages. Right. I love you at the bottom. Oh no, I heart you at the bottom. Yeah. Um, I also had, these are all when I was a kid, but whatever. Another one I had was um, a t-shirt from JJ's and I would wear it with low rise black 
flared jeans. Perfect. And it had um, Elmo and the Cookie Monster on it. That's my fashion now. <laughs> it's like the same energy as um, a Minions t-shirt. It is. Uh, oof. And I'm trying to think of something a bit more recent. Uh, my outfit last night where I wore second estate merch. <laughs> no, that was great. Actually. I love it. Thank you. No, that was one of my finer moments. Um, yeah. yeah, whatever. Nice. Though. Yeah. Nice. that it? Have you asked me all three? No, sorry. Me completely. I'm like, I'm not doing your one. Uh, wrap, I'll be quick. Top three celebrity breakdowns. Lindsay. Oh. Um, Brittany. Yeah. Uh, Can Jenny. I answer for you? Oh, whoa. Not Amanda Bynes. Amanda Bynes makes me too upset because I That's actually true. think she was so genuinely talented, like I on know, another level really that all sad. the others weren't talented on. Um, and so it, it's... I, it's I, I said Britney. Lindsay, Britney, no, Demi. but Britney's... You don't think that Britney oh, is as oh. talented as... I just think, like, maybe, like, in terms of, like, creating, like, banger pop tracks, but, like, she's She recovered as well, though. She did, but she's also not, like, an amazing singer. She's a good yeah. dancer, but, I mean, like, it's very rare for someone to have that kind of comedic timing and talent at such a young age. Mm. Like, that's really rare. God, Amanda Bynes was so, so funny. good. Think about her and she's the man. Like, I know it's... Like, I don't, it, I know. Like, she was, even at the Amanda show, she was, like, 15 years old. She's better oh, than most Saturday Night Live actors. I know, like, it makes you just go, what the... What happened to her? And, like, why does it happen to all of them, all these incredibly talented young actresses? Young act- it's so sad. Um, oh, yep, I, I agree. All right, let's anyway. wrap it up. Thank you, everybody, yeah. for listening. Thank you very much. We appreciate you. Thank you. Oh, comment on our new Instagram post. Uh, Vanessa Hudgens. Which Vanessa is your favourite? Okay. Which Vanessa is your favourite, Vanessa? In okay. the Princess Switch, switched again. Bye. Bye.